your protection from, from, from deception. This is Truth Frequency Radio. Hello and welcome to the Revolutionary Radio Project. I'm your host, Rob Skiba. I'm excited to be joined this evening once again by my friend and co-host for our Genesis Quest for Truth series, Zen Garcia. Are you there, sir? I am, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, it's crazy. It seems as those bushes, they seem to breathe like rabbits. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, isn't it interesting that it's always the same few families that seem to be ruling everything, huh? Right. Imagine right. that. Yeah. Yeah, so crazy. Yeah. So, what have you been up to in the last uh, week or so since last we chatted? Um, just been busy on books. We released two by Noel, and then we have that one coming out um, by a Reverend uh, Gurney and. It's a Earth, not a globe, mm. and you know it's very interesting. In that, just looking back at um, those guys from the 18th century and how knowledgeable they were about things that we have so forgotten, you know, so much about with regard to cosmology and the dynamics of the the real um, biblical system and the way that. God has established it, and you know the luminaries moving in a circle around Polaris and not the sun and it's just it's just amazing to me that um, so much information has become lost when it's really apparent in the scriptures you know it tells us that the sun moves from you know like a a, a bridegroom. Um, and it goes from the ends of the earth. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's it's amazing when you really begin to look at it and reconsider everything and relearn everything according to what the, the scripture directs. And these are the things that, you know, a lot of the, the these different individuals that wrote about these things and the, presented their arguments um, for the true nature of, biblical cosmology they they quoted the scriptures in an accurate manner that um, we you know most people don't understand today yeah you know it's uh, there's been as usual some ongoing debates on Facebook but I'm not able to uh, respond because I got banned again for 30 days so oh my gosh yeah can't do anything on Facebook. I guess it's probably a good thing. I'll probably get a lot more done <laughs> that way. But yeah, there was there's some ongoing stuff. Of course, everybody's go to is either Danny Faulkner or Answers in Genesis, which is pretty much Danny uh -huh. Faulkner anyway. Um, and I'm like, come on, you know, it's, and and it's driving me crazy because I can't actually post anything. You know, I can't make a right. comment or I can't even like her. I can't do anything. So I'm like, oh well, whatever. Just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> it saves you from 
getting all caught up. But, you know, when you want to respond and you have legitimate um, reason to, it's a, it does make it difficult to not be able to. Yeah, I just don't want them thinking, oh, you got me. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, when I come back 30 days from now and say, uh, yeah, no, you didn't get me. Uh, <laughs> I just couldn't respond. And then I'll put a flurry of responses after that probably. Right, right. <laughs> but oh. Sum it all up all together. Yeah, I've been uh, really busy with uh, 3D software trying to learn stuff I didn't know. Uh, it, I mean, pfft. There's so much. There's, even the software that I've been using, there's so much that I have barely tapped into. So basically, I've just been watching tutorials and trying to figure stuff out. Keeping me quite That's busy. That's great, man. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, all the submissions, um, is that still ongoing with the... Yeah, actually, the uh, plays I, and all? Yeah, well, uh, I wasn't able, to, of course, to post it to Facebook, but uh, um, you know, I had just submitted to everything. Then the next thing is to see whether or not you you are admitted, and then once uh-huh. you're admitted into the various festivals, then they'll go into the judging phases, and you know then depending on how that turns out, you'll get notified. So I uh, most of the ones that I submitted for um, the actual events not till later this year, but one of them I think is coming up uh, in the next couple of months. Uh, it was a screen uh, screenwriters festival. And I just got notified that my entry has been accepted. So, cool. um, you know, then it moves from there to the judging phases after that. So uh, what it means right now is it's been accepted into the film festival, which means they're going to assign readers to read the uh, the first, the, the pilot episode script. So, because I, I submitted both for the screenplay as well as the eight-minute teaser animation. So okay. even though uh-huh. I, I entered into a 17 or 18 festivals, uh, but many of them I, I, mul- I, I um, entered into multiple categories. So hopefully something good will come out of it and some you know more recognition. It'd be nice to get an award or two for it. That just helps in the marketing of it. I so, think so, really. Yeah. I don't think it's just beginning. So. Yeah. Exciting times. Doing the best I can to ignore the news and... <laughs> Just right. Keep plowing. For, you know, if you don't watch the news, everything's just like you, know, you go outside. It's a nice sunny day. Birds are chirping. Mm-hmm. Animals are out and about. Squirrels and rabbits doing their thing, and everything's good. Like you know, yeah. th- there's no difference in the world like noticeable unless you turn on the news. And, and right. then you're like, oh, God, this whole place Insanity. is just completely <laughs> falling apart. Everything's going completely insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Well, um, last week on your show, I uh, was making a desperate attempt to try to finish up in Josher the account of Joseph and Potiphar's wife, but uh, uh-huh. I didn't end up finishing, so I can pick up where we left off there. Then my thought would be uh, because Josher, we've gotten ahead of Genesis, so. Uh, I'll finish this chapter in Joshua and then go over to, I believe it's Genesis 38, or no, 39, I think is where we're, the next thing. Um, so I can read Genesis 39, then you can read the Targums or Legends or anything else that you might think will go along with it. Sound good? All right. I'll get it in line. Okay. Um, so here we go. Joshua, 
I forget what chapter this is, 46, I think. Anyway, um, verse 47 is where I left off. And it was after this that the brook of Egypt was filled above all its sides, and all the inhabitants of Egypt went forth, and also the king and princes went forth with timbrels and dances, for it was a great rejoicing in Egypt, and a holiday at the time of the inundation of the sea, Sehor, and they went there to rejoice all day. And when the Egyptians went out to the river to rejoice, as was their custom, all the people of the house of Potiphar went with them, but Zilica would not go with them, for she said, I am indisposed and she remained alone in the house and no other person was with her in the house and she rose up and ascended to her temple in the house and dressed herself in princely garments and she placed upon her head precious stones of onyx stones inlaid with silver and gold and she beautified her face and skin with all sorts of women's purifying liquids and she perfumed the temple and the house with cassia and frankincense and she spread myrrh and aloes and she afterwards sat in the entrance of the temple in the passage of the house through which joseph passed to to do his work and behold joseph came from the field and entered the house to do his master's work and he came to the place through which he had to pass and he saw all the works uh, uh, work of zillica and he turned back <laughs> he's like oh boy <laughs> zoinks and uh, Zilica saw Joseph turning back from her, and she called out to him, saying, what aileth, the, what aileth thee, Joseph? Come to thy work, and behold, I will make room for thee, until thou shalt have passed to thy seat. And Joseph returned and came to the house, and passed from thence to the place of his seat. And he sat down to do his master's work as usual. And behold, Zilica came to him and stood before him in princely garments, and she scented and the scent from her clothes was spread to a distance. And she hastened and caught hold of Joseph and his garment. And she said unto him, As the king liveth, if thou wilt not perform my request, thou shalt die this day. And she hastened and stretched forth her other hand and drew a sword from beneath her garments. And she placed it upon Joseph's neck. And she said, Rise and perform my request. And if not, thou diest this day. Joseph was afraid of her at her doing this thing, and he rose up to flee from her, and she seized the front of his garments, and in terror of his flight, the garment which Zillica seized was torn, and Joseph left the garment in the hand of Zillica, and he fled and got out, for he was in fear. And when Zillica saw that Joseph's garment was torn, and that he had left it in her hand, and he fled, he had fled, she was afraid of her life, lest the report should spread concerning her. And she rose up and acted with cunning, and put off the garments in which she was dressed, and she put on her other garments. And she took Joseph's garment, and she laid it beside her, and she went and seated herself in the place where she had sat in her illness, before the people of her house had gone out to the river. And she called a young lad who was then in the house, and she ordered him to call the people of the house to her. And when she saw them, she said unto them with a loud voice and lamentation, See what the Hebrew your master has brought to me in the house, for he has, for he came this day to lie with me. And when you had gone out, he came to the house, and seeing that there was no person in the house, he came unto me and caught hold of me with intent to lie with me. And I seized his garments and tore them and called out against him with a loud voice. And when I had lifted up my voice, he was afraid of his life, and he left his garment before me and fled. And the people of her house spoke nothing, but their wrath was very much kindled against Joseph. And they went to his master and told him the words of his wife. And Potiphar 
came home enraged, and his wife cried out to him, saying, What is this thing that thou hast done unto me in bringing the Hebrew servant into my house? For he came unto me this day to spot with, sport with me. Thus did he do unto me this day. And Potiphar heard the words of his wife, and he ordered Joseph to be punished with severe stripes, and they did so to him. And whilst they were smiting him, Joseph called out with a loud voice, and he lifted up his eyes to heaven, and he said, O Lord God, thou knowest that I am innocent of all these things, and why shall I die this day through falsehood by the hand of these uncircumcised wicked men whom thou knowest? And whilst Potiphar's men were beating Joseph, he continued to cry out and weep, and there was a child there eleven months old. And the Lord opened the mouth of the child, and he spake these words before Potiphar's men who were smiting Joseph. What do you want of this man, and why do you do this evil unto him? My mother speaketh falsely and uttereth lies. Thus was there, the, thus was the transaction. And the child told them accurately all that had, all that happened, and all the words of Zillica to Joseph. Day after day did he declare unto them, and all the men heard the words of the child, and they wondered greatly at the child's words. And the child ceased to speak and became still. And Potiphar was very much ashamed at the words of his son, and he commanded his men not to beat Joseph any more. And the men ceased beating Joseph. And Potiphar took Joseph and ordered him to be brought to justice before the priests, who were judges belonging to the king, in order to judge him concerning this affair. And Potiphar and Joseph came before the priests, who were the king's judges. And he said unto them, Decide, I pray you, what judgment is due a servant, for thus has he done. And the priest said unto Joseph, Why didst thou do this thing to thy master? And Joseph answered them, saying, Not so, my lords. Thus was the matter. And Potiphar said unto Joseph, Surely I entrusted in thy hands all that belonged to me, and I withheld nothing from thee but my wife. And how couldst thou do this evil? And Joseph answers in saying, Not so, my lord, as the Lord liveth, and as my soul liveth, my lord, the word which thou didst hear from thy wife is untrue. For thus was the affair this day. A year has la elapsed to me since I have been in thy house. Hast thou seen any iniquity in me, or anything which might cause thee to demand my life? And the priest said unto Potiphar, Send, we pray thee, and let them bring before us Joseph's torn garment, and let us see the tear in it. For if it shall be that the tear is in front of the garment, then his face must be have been opposite to her, and she must have caught hold of him to come to her. And with deceit did thy wife do all that she has spoken. And they brought Joseph's garment before the priests who were judges, and they saw, and behold, the tear was in front of Joseph, and all the judging priests knew that she had pressed him. And they said, The judgment of death is not due to this slave, for he has done nothing. But his judgment is that he be placed in the prison house on account of the report, which through him has gone forth against thy wife. And Potiphar heard their words, and he placed him in the prison house, and he placed where, the place where the king's prisoners are confined. And Joseph was in the house of confinement twelve years. And notwithstanding this, his master's wife did not turn from him, and she did not cease from speaking to him day after day to hearken to her. And at the end of three months, Zillica continued going to Joseph to the house of confinement day by day, and she enticed him to hearken to her. And Zillica said unto Joseph, How long wilt thou remain in this house? But hearken now to my voice, and I will bring thee out of this house. 
And Joseph answered her, saying, It is better for me to remain in this house than to hearken to thy words, to sin against God. And she said unto him, If thou wilt not perform my wish, I will pluck out thine eyes, add fetters to thy feet, and will deliver thee into the hands of them whom thou didst not know before. And Joseph answered her and said, Behold, the God of the whole earth is able to deliver me from all that thou canst do unto me. For he openeth the eyes of the blind and looseth all the that are bound and preserveth all strangers who are unacquainted with the land. And when Zillicah was unable to persuade Joseph to hearken to her, she lifted, she left off going to entice him. And Joseph was still confined in the house of confinement. And Jacob, the father of Joseph, and all his brethren who were in the land of Canaan still mourned and wept in those days on account of Joseph. For Jacob refused to be comforted for his son Joseph. And Jacob cried aloud and wept and mourned all those days. And that's uh, the end of... Okay, so it's chapter 44. So that's the end of that reading from Joshua. Let me go over and get us caught up in uh, Genesis here. Okay, Genesis chapter 39. Joseph was brought down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard. An Egyptian bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was prosperous, a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he had to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer of his house. And all that he had, he put into his hand. And it came to pass, from the time that he had made him overseer in his house, and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not aught he had, save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well-favored. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. And he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master wadeth not what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath into my hand. There is none greater in this house than I, neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How can I... Then How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And it came to pass, as she spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house there within. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me, and left his garment in her hand, and fled and got him out. And it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and was fled forth, that she said unto the men of the house and spake unto them, saying, See, he hath brought in an Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass, when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment with me and fled and got him out. And she laid up his garment by her until his Lord came home. And she spake unto him according to these words, saying, The Hebrew servant which thou hast brought unto us came in unto me to mock me. And it came to pass, as I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment with me and fled out. 
And it came to pass, when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spake unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant to me, that his wrath was kindled. And Joseph's master took him, and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in the prison. And the Lord was with Joseph, and showed him mercy, and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison, and whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. And the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. So that's the end of the King James there. If you want to read from the Targum version. Targum. Alright, sounds good. Or we got six minutes before the break. I don't know if there was anything that caught your attention or if you just wanted to go for it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just uh, read from the, the Targum because there's a lot of other stuff we got to catch up on too. All right. But Joseph was brought down into Mizraim, and Potiphar, a man of Mizraim, a chief of Pharaoh, a chief of the executioners, brought him with the pledge of the Arabians who had brought him down thither. And the word of the Lord was Joseph's helper, and he became a prosperous man in the house of his Mizraite master. And his master saw that the word of the Lord was his helper. And that prospered in his hand all that he did. And Joseph found favor in his eyes. And he served him and he appointed him superintendent over his house and all that he had delivered in his hands. Jerusalem. And he delivered in his hands and he appointed him superintendent. I guess I should share this. And it was from the time he appointed him superintendent over his house and over all that he had, the Lord prospered the house of the Mizraite for the sake of the righteousness of Joseph. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field, and he left all that he had in Joseph's hand and took no knowledge of anything of his except his wife, whom he lay. And Joseph was of goodly form and beautiful aspect. And it was after these things that the wife of his master lifted up her eyes to Joseph and said, Lie with me. But he refused to come near her and said to his master's wife, Behold, my master taketh no knowledge of what is with me in the house. And all he hath delivered into my hands, there is none in the house greater than I nor hath he restricted me from anything but thyself, because thou art his wife. And how can I do this great wickedness and become guilty before the Lord? And it was when she spake with Joseph this day and the next, and he hearkened not to her to lie with her, lest with her he should be condemned. In the day of the great judgment of the world to come, it was on a certain day that he entered the house to examine the tablets of his accounts and there was no man of the house within that she caught him by his garment saying lie with me and he left his garment in her hand and went forth into the street 
And when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and had gone forth into the street, that she called the men of the house and said, See this which the Hebrew man hath done, whom your master hath brought to mock us? He came in to lie with me, and I cried with a high voice. And when he heard that I lifted up my voice, he left his garment with me and went forth into the street. And she let the garment remain until his master came into his house. And she spake to him according to these words, saying, The Hebrew servant whom thou broughtest to us came into me to mock me, Jerusalem. And it was when I thundered with my voice. And when his master had heard the words which his wife spake with him, saying, According to these things did thy servant to me, his wrath became strong. And Joseph's master took counsel of the priest, who put him not to death, but delivered into him, him into the house of the bound, where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was there in the house of the bound, Jerusalem, in the prison house. And the word of the Lord was Joseph's helper and extended mercy to him and gave him favor in the eyes of the captain of the prison. And the captain of the prison confided all the prisoners who were in the house to Joseph's hands. And whatsoever was done there, he commanded to be done. It was not needful for the captain of the prison to watch Joseph after the custom of all prisoners because he saw that there was no fault in his hands. For the word of the Lord was his helper, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. How much time? Uh, about uh, 30 seconds. Two minutes. So. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. All right, well, I can pick that up when we return back. Oh, okay. That was the whole... Oh, well, actually, that was, no, that was on... Yeah, that was the end of the chapter, it looks like. Yeah, that was the end. Yeah. Well, that, that worked out pretty good. Good timing there. So, yeah, actually, it did. Uh, while you were doing reading that, I was looking ahead, and we're several chapters behind in Jubilees, so um, I can either catch us up in Jubilees, or if you've got a, another text you want to read that would go along with that chapter... Let me know after the break. I'll, yeah, I'll catch us up a little bit on the legends of the Jews and then. Um, cool. Okay. So we don't get too close. It's amazing how people have been raving about Aya Life all over Facebook. They've been posting their testimonials just because they want to get the word out because it's worked so well for them. If you're not familiar with Aya Life, it's a 99% pure CBD oil, but the secret is the synergy between the hemp and the ayahuasca vine, the non-psychoactive component of the ayahuasca tea. We recently received an email from a wife whose husband has Parkinson's. For the first time, he's been able to sleep through the entire night. Another customer reported that they're no longer using NSAIDs because their tennis elbow has been relieved with Aya Life. The reports have been phenomenal and much more than we ever expected. 
everyone should have access to this. That's why if you head on over to ILLife.com right now and use coupon code TFR, we'll give you $5 towards your order. And we'll even ship it worldwide. That's ILLife.com. A-Y-A, life.com. Do you want to lose weight but have no idea where to begin? The Fast Start Diet, a three-day weight loss plan, is the answer. Three days of nutritionally balanced, calorie-restricted meals delivered right to your door. No shopping, no measuring, and no cooking. Everything is prepared for you and ready to eat at home or on the go. The Fast Start Diet has all the amazing benefits of intermittent fasting without starving. We've helped thousands of people who have struggled to reach their weight loss goals. Isn't it time we helped you? With the Fast Start Diet, you'll lose weight and feel great. Find us on Amazon or go to FastStartDiet.com and use promo code POWER to get $10 off your first box. As a special bonus, we will include our number one rated LiPo3 appetite suppressant spray free with your order. Whatever your diet plans are, start with us at FastStartDiet.com and use promo code POWER. For 5,000 years, the world was ruled with wooden ships by one man. 242 years ago, a small group of free men crafted a new nation built on liberty and freedom. Global elites have been fighting to destroy this new nation called America ever since. Based on actual events, Charm of Favor tells a true story of how they corrupted the election system. They infiltrated federal agencies and murdered witnesses, judges, and even presidents to keep from being caught. Now, the largest and wealthiest crime syndicate the world has ever known has been drawn out of the shadows. They have killed hundreds of Americans and recently attempted to assassinate half our congressmen. Still, they escape arrest through an almost supernatural charm of favor. Read Charm of Favor and be prepared to open your eyes to what may lie just around the corner. Charm of Favor is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. You're listening to the True Frequency Radio Network. No hate, no hype, no, 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 no fear. Back on the Revolutionary Radio Project. I'm your host, Rob Skiba, and right before the break, Zen, you were uh, going to get us get us caught up uh, what, in the Legends of the Jews or something? Oh, your microphone is muted. Yeah, I apologize. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, I'll catch us up a little bit because we're uh, a bit behind, and so... Cool. Um, yeah, Legends of the Jews, and this will finish up the story of the the first book, and uh, the story of Joseph is the uh, beginning of the second book. So, if a man voweth a vow and he does not fulfill it in good time, he will stumble through three grave sins: idolatry, 
on chastity and bloodshed. Jacob had been guilty of not accomplishing promptly the vow he had taken upon himself at Bethel, and therefore punishment overtook him. His daughter was dishonored. His sons slew men, and they kept the idols found among the spoils of Shechem. Therefore, when Jacob prostrated himself before God after the bloody outrage at Shechem, he bade him arise and go to Bethel and accomplish the vow he had avowed there. Before Jacob set out for the holy place to do the bidding of God, he took the idols which were in the possession of his sons and the teraphim which Rachel had stolen from her father. And he shivered them in pieces and buried the bits under an oak upon Mount Gerizim, uprooting the tree with one hand, but concealing the remains of the idols in the hollow left in the earth and planting the oak again with one hand. Among the destroyed idols was one in the form of a dove, and this the Samaritans dug up later and worshipped. On reaching Bethel, he erected an altar to the Lord, and on a pillar he set up the stone whereon he had rested his head during the night, which he had passed there on his journey to Haran. Then he bade his parents come to Bethel and take part in his sacrifice. But Isaac sent him a message saying, O my son Jacob, that I might see thee before I die. Whereupon Jacob hastened to his parents, taking Levi and Judah with him. And when his grandchildren stepped before Isaac, the darkness that shrouded his eyes dropped away. And he said, My son, are these thy children? For they resemble thee. And the spirit of the prophecy entered his mouth, and he grasped Levi with his right hand and Judah with his left in order to bless them. And he spoke these words to Levi. May the Lord bring thee and thy seed nigh unto him before all flesh, and that ye serve in his sanctuary like the angels of the face and the holy angels, princes, judges, and rulers, shall they be unto all the seed of the children of Jacob. The word of the Lord they will proclaim in righteousness, and all his judgments they will execute in justice, and they will make manifest his ways until the children of Jacob and unto Israel his past and unto Judah he spake saying be ye princes thou and one of thy sons over the sons of Jacob in thee shall be the help of Jacob and the salvation of Israel shall be found in thee and when thou sittest upon the throne of the glory of thy justice Perfect peace shall reign over all the seed of the children of my beloved Abraham. On the morrow, Isaac told his sons that he would not accompany him to Bethuel on account of his great age, but he bade him not delay longer to fulfill his vow, and he gave him permission to take his mother Rebecca with him to the holy place, and Rebecca, her nurse Deborah, went to Bethuel with Jacob. Joy and sorrow in the house of Jacob. Deborah, the nurse of Rebecca, and some of the servants of Isaac, 
had been sent to Jacob by his mother while he was still abode with Laban to summon him home at the end of his 14 years term of service. As Jacob did not at once obey his mother's behest, the two servants of Um, the two servants of Isaac returned to their master, but Deborah remained with Jacob then and always. Therefore, when Jacob died, I mean, when Deborah died in Bethuel, Jacob mourned for her, and he buried her below Bethuel under the palm tree, the same under which the prophetess Deborah sat later when the children of Israel came to her for judgment. But a short time elapsed after the death of the nurse, Deborah, and Deborah died too. Her passing away was not made the occasion for public mourning. The reason was that as Abraham was dead, Isaac blind and Jacob away from home, there remained on remained Esau as the only mourner to appear in public and represent her family. And beholding that villain, it was feared, might tempt a looker on to cry out, A curse be the breast that gave thee suck. To avoid this, the burial of Rebekah took place at night. God appeared, God appeared unto Jacob to comfort him. In his grief and with him appeared the heavenly family. It was a sign of grace. For all the while the sons of Jacob had been crying idols, carrying idols with them, the Lord had not revealed himself to Jacob. At this time, God announced to Jacob that the birth of Benjamin soon to occur, and the birth of Manasseh and Ephraim who also were to be founders of tribes and the furthermore. He told him that these three would count kings among their descendants, Saul and his Boseth of the seed of Benjamin, Jeroboam the Ephraimite, and Jehu of the tribe of Manasseh. In this vision, God confirmed the change of his name from Jacob to Israel, promised him by the angel with whom he had wrestled. On entering the Holy Land, and finally God revealed to him that he would be the last of the three with whom his names, the name of God would disappear, united. For God is called only the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, and never the God of anyone else. In token of this revelation from God, Jacob set up Jacob set up a pillar of stone, and he poured out on a drink offering thereon, as in a later day, the priests were to offer librations in the temple on the Feast of Tabernacles and the libation brought by Jacob at Bethuel was as much as the, all the waters in the Sea of Tiberias. At the same time, when Deborah and Rebekah died, 
occurred as the death of Rachel at the age of 36, but she knew before her prayer was heard that she bare Jacob a second son, for she died in giving birth to Benjamin. Twelve years she had borne no children, no child, then she fasted twelve days, and her petition was granted. She brought forth the youngest son of Jacob, whom she called Benjamin, the son of the days, because he was born in his father's old age, and with him a twin sister was born. Rachel was buried in the way of Ephrath, because Jacob, given with prophetic spirit, foresaw that the exiles would pass it, Passed this place on their march to Babylon. And as they passed, Rachel would entreat God's mercy for the poor outcasts. Jacob journeyed on to Jerusalem. During Rachel's lifetime, her couch had always stood in the tent of Jacob. After her death, he ordered the couch of her handmaid, Billa, to be carried thither. Reuben was sorely vexed thereat, and he said, Not enough that Rachel, alive, curtailed the rights of my mother. She must needs give her annoyance also after death. He went and took the couch of his mother Leah and placed it in Jacob's tent instead of Billah's couch. Reuben's brothers learned of his disrespectful act from Asher. He had found it out on one way or another and had told it to his brethren who ruptured their relationships with him. For they would have nothing to do with an informer and they did not become reconciled with Asher until Reuben himself confessed his transgression. For it was not long before Reuben recognized that he had acted irreprehensibly towards his father and he had fasted and, and and put on sackcloth and representative of his misdeed he had the first among men to do penance and therefore God was not said to him he was the first among men to do penance and therefore God said to him, Since the beginning of the world, it hath not happened that a man has sinned and then repented thereof. Thou art the first to do penance. And as thou livest, a prophet of thy seed, Hosea, shall be the first to proclaim, O Israel, return. Esau's campaign against Jacob. When Isaac fell in his end approaching, he called his two sons to him and charged them with his last wish and will and gave them his blessing. He said, I adjure you by the exalted name, the praised, honored, and glorious, immutable, and mighty one who hath made heaven and earth and all things together that ye fear him and serve him and each shall live each shall love his brother 
in mercy and justice and none wish evil unto the other now and thenceforth unto all eternity all the days of your life that you may enjoy good fortune in all your undertakings and that ye perish not therefore he commanded them to bury him in the cave of Machpelah by the side of his father Abraham and the journey which he had dug for himself with his own hands then he divided his possessions between his two sons giving Esau the larger portion and Jacob the smaller but Esau said I sold my birthright to Jacob and I've ceded to him and it belonged unto him Isaac rejoiced greatly that Esau acknowledged the rights of Jacob and of his own accord and he closed his eyes in peace the funeral of Isaac was not disturbed by any unseemly act for Esau was sure of his heritage in accordance with the last wishes expressed by his father but when the time came to divide Isaac's possession between the two brothers Esau said to Jacob divide the property of our father into two portions but I as the elder claim the right of choosing the portion I desire what did Jacob do he knew well that the eye of the wicked never beholds treasures enough to satisfy it and so he divided their common heritage in the following way all the material possessions of his father formed one portion and the other consisted of Isaac's claim upon the Holy Land together with the cave of Machpelah the tomb of Abraham and Isaac Esau chose the money and the other things belonging to Isaac for his inheritance and to Jacob were left the cave and the title to the Holy Land an agreement to his effect was drawn up in writing in due form and on the struggle of the document Jacob insisted um, sorry okay all the material possessions of his father formed one portion and the other consisted of Isaac's claim upon the Holy Land together with the cave of Machpelah the tomb of Abraham and Isaac Esau chose the money and the other things belonging to Isaac for his inheritance and to Jacob were left the cave and the title to the Holy Land an agreement to this effect was drawn up in writing in due form and on the strength of the document Jacob insisted upon Esau's leaving Palestine Esau accused and he and his wives and his sons and daughters journeyed to Mount Sire where they took up their abode though Esau gave way before Jacob for the for nonce he returned to the land to make war upon his brother Leah had just died and Jacob and his sons born by Leah were mourning for her and the rest of his sons born unto him 
but his other wives were trying to comfort them when Esau came upon them with a powerful host of 4,000 men, well-equipped for war, clad in armor of iron and brass, all furnished with bucklers, bows, and swords. They surrounded the citadel whereon Jacob and his sons dwelt at that time with their servants, and the children and householders, for they had all assembled to console Jacob for the death of Leah, and they sat there unconcerned. None entertained a suspicion that an assault upon them was mediated by any man. And the great army had already encircled their castle, and still none was suspected suspected any harm neither Jacob and his children nor the 200 servants and now when Jacob saw that Esau presumed to make war upon them and sought to slay them in the citadel and was shooting darts at them he ascended the wall of the citadel and spake words of peace and friendship and brotherly love to Esau he said is this the consolation which thou hast come to bring me to comfort me for my wife who hath been taken by death? Is this in accordance with the oath thou didst swear twice unto thy father and thy mother before they died? Thou hadst violated thy oath, and in the hour when thou didst swear unto thy father, thou wast judged. But Esau made reply, Neither the children of men nor the beasts of the field swear an oath to keep it unto all eternity. But on every day they devise evil against one another when it is directed against an enemy or when they seek to slay an adversary. If the boar will change his skin and make his bristles as soft as wool or if he can cause horns to sprout forth on his head like the horns of a stag of a ram, then shall I observe the tie of brotherhood with thee. Then spoke Judah to his father Jacob, saying, how long wilt thou stand yet wasting words of peace and friendship upon him? And he attacks us unawares like an enemy with his mail-clad warriors seeking to slay us. Hearing these words, Jacob grasped his bow and killed Adoram the Edomite. And a second time he bent his bow, and the arrow struck Esau upon the right thigh. The wound was mortal, and his sons lifted Esau up and put him upon his ass and he came to Adara and there he died Judah made a sally to the south of the citadel with him were Naphtali and Gad aided by 50 of Jacob's servants to the east Levi and Dan went forth with 50 servants Reuben, Issachar and Zebulun with 50 to the north Simon, Benjamin and Enoch the last son of Reuben with 50 servants to the west and Judah was exceedingly brave in battle. Together with Naphtali and Gad, he pressed forward into the ranks of the enemy and captured one of their iron towers. On their bucklers, they caught the sharp missiles hurled against them in such manners and numbers that the light of the sun was darkened by reason of the rocks and the darts and stones. Judah was the first to break the ranks of the enemy of whom he killed six valiant men and he was accompanied on the right by Naphtali and Gad on the left they also hewed down two soldiers each while their troop of servants killed one man each nevertheless they did not succeed in forcing the army away from the south of the citadel not even when altogether Jacob and his 
Judah and his brethren made a united attack upon the enemy, each of them picking out a victim and slaying him, and they were still unsuccessful in a third combined attack, though this time each killed two men. When Judah saw now that the enemy remained in possession of the field and it was impossible to dislodge them, he girded himself with strength and a heroic spirit animated him. Judah, Naphtali, and Gad united, and together they pierced the ranks of the enemy, Judah slaying ten of them and his brothers each eight. Seeing this, the servants took courage, and they joined their leaders and fought at their side, Judah laid about him in right and to the left, always aided by Naphtali. And the enemy won risk further to the south, away from the citadel, but the hostile army recovered itself and maintained brave stand against all the sons of Jacob and were faint from the hardships of the combat and could not continue to fight. Thereupon Judah turned to God in prayer and God hearkened unto his position, and he said upon them, He set a loose storm from one of his treasures, chambers, and it blew into the faces of the enemy, and filled their eyes with darkness, and they could not see how to fight. But Judah and his brethren could see clearly, for the wind blew upon their backs. And now Judah and his two brothers were wrought havoc among them. They hewed the enemy down as the reaper mows down the stalks of grain and heaps them up for sheaves. After they had routed the division of the army assigned to them on the south, they hastened to the aid of their brothers who were defending the east, north, and west of the citadel. And with three companies, on each side the wind blew into the faces of the enemy. And so the sons of Jacob succeeded in annihilating their army. 400 were slain in battle, and the 600 fled among the latter Esau's four sons, Ruel, Jush, Lotan, and Korah. The older of his sons, Eliphaz, took no part in the war because he was a disciple of Jacob and therefore would not bear arms against him. This is the, the same Eli- Jake- is that the same Eliphaz? I think it's Eliphaz that was yes. one of the guys with Job. Yes. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yes, I believe so. Wow. The sons of Jacob pursued after the fleeing remnant of the army as far as Ad- Adora. And there the sons of Esau abandoned the body of their father and continued their flight to Mount Sair. But the sons of Jacob remained in Adora overnight and out of respect for their father they buried the remains of his brother Esau in the morning they went on in pursuit of the enemy and besieged them on Mount Sair and now the sons of Esau and all the other fugitives came and fell down before them bowed down and entreated them without cease until they concluded peace with them but the sons of Jacob exacted tribute from them this is the last portion. The descendants of Esau. The worthiest among the sons of Esau was his firstborn, Eliphaz. He had been raised under the eyes of his grandfather Isaac, hmm. from whom he had learned 
the pious way of life. The Lord had even found him worthy of being endowed with the spirit of prophecy. For Eliphaz the son of Esau is none other than the prophet Eliphaz, the friend of Job. Hmm. It was from the life of the patriarchs that he drew the admonitions which he gave unto Job in his disputes with him. Eliphaz spake, Thou didst wean thyself the equal of Abraham, and thou didst marvel. Therefore that God should deal with thee as with the generation of the confusion of tongues. But Abraham stood the test of ten temptations, and thou faintest when but one toucheth thee. When any that was not whole came to thee. Going to break now. We'll pick it up on the other side. Frequency Radio is your number one source for news and information without the hate, hype, and fear. We're proud to feature cutting-edge programs like Beyond the Veil with Chris and Cherie Geo. X-Squared with Brooks Agnew. Paranormal Portal with Brent Thomas. Jaronism Raw with Jaron and Missa. Fearless with Frank Castle. Strange World with Mark Sargent. The Eye of Ra with Ra Castaldo. The Infinite Bridge with Billy Ray. Ironworks with Josh Corey. The Kev Baker Show and dozens more. Did you know you can listen from any telephone by dialing 641-793-7117 or call into your favorite show toll-free at 833-TFR-LIVE. Uncensored talking news you won't hear on the mainstream media. Truth Frequency Radio, your protection from deception. Push from the president. I'm Jack Callahan, Fox News. President Biden hoping to reach his goal of 70% of U.S. adults vaccinated by the 4th of July, saying there's no time like now to start. If you get a shot this week, you can be fully vaccinated by July 4th, by the week of July the 4th. And you can celebrate Independence Day free from fear or worry. The president declaring June the national month for action. The CDC says about 41% of the country is fully vaccinated. Millions of others have had at least one dose of the two-dose vaccines. Adding to the incentives, Anheuser-Busch says it'll buy a beer for anyone over 21 in the country once the U.S. reaches the president's 70% vaccination goal. Methodist Hospital in Houston requiring its employees to get vaccinated or risk being fired. It's now being sued by hundreds of employees Nurse Jennifer Bridges telling Fox News Primetime. Nobody should be forced to put something into their body if they're not comfortable with it and then lose their job over it. I mean, that's a huge decision, especially over emergency use authorization. An attorney for the group says he believes the hospital's order is illegal. Hints of progress in the infrastructure talks between the president and Senator Moore Capito, who met for an hour at the White House Wednesday and pledged to meet again on Friday. In the name of climate change defense, the Biden administration is suspending oil and gas drilling leases in the Arctic National Refuge that had been approved by the Trump administration. Alaska's Governor Mike Dunleavy says the decision will not protect the global environment. It's a lose, lose, lose across the board, not just for Alaska, not just for this country. For, for some of these environmentally sensitive areas across the globe that don't have the protections, it makes zero sense. 
A huge announcement in college basketball, Mike Krzyzewski says the upcoming season will be his last as the coach of the Duke Blue Devils. Wall Street up slightly on Wednesday. The Dow gained 25, NASDAQ nearly 20, the S&P 500 up 6. America is listening to Fox News. This is Truth Frequency Radio. The wicked ones obviously under heavy, heavy Masonic Back on the Revolutionary Radio Project. I'm your host, Rob Skiba. We're in the second hour of the broadcast. And wow, 41% of the country has already taken one of the shots. And you're going to get a beer if you take the rest of them. What the heck's going on, man? This whole country's gone insane, dude. Right. It, it has, man. I mean, um, people, it, it's good to see that at least some people are, you know, fighting for their jobs and against mandatory vaccines and being forced to inoculate uh, especially when all of the ingredients are uncertain as to you know the repercussions of what's going to come down the line and so it is good to see that some people are making a stand Um, but yeah it is insane they're even you know they're now recommending these two kids uh, in you know elementary school kids and high school and uh, it's just it's insane. Uh, that's <laughs> like, I, I didn't think it was that high. Those numbers have to be inflated. 41%. That's just shocking. I mean, wow. If that's true. They probably are just to, you know, encourage, oh, everybody else is getting it. Might as well. Man. That's pretty scary. I mean, pfft. I mean, we get they get to fifty percent. I mean, that's like one in two people, and half the mm-hmm. country. You know, a, a year, two years from now, when all the side effects finally start kicking in that nobody's even remotely aware of right now. Right. And since when have they offered like beer and lap dances and like cash prizes for people to <laughs> get a shot for crying out loud? This is so insidious. It's just right. I'm sorry. It's just get me. <laughs> riled up I can't even that's what I said before it's like as long as I don't listen to the news don't watch TV right yeah this whole place has gone insane man yeah I mean they even um, you know they have parents offering their children McDonald's to to go get these shots and we're talking kids that are like you know five to eight years old they have no reason to be getting these shots and and parents are enticing them with McDonald's. I mean, come on. Yeah, the thing I got I got booted from Facebook from uh, was I had posted a article and a, and a video of a guy. I forget the guy's name, but he's he he's definitely pro Vax. He's he's like Captain Vax. He he had a long list of companies and accolades and degrees and everything. You know, he's very much pro vaccines. But he's like, this isn't a vaccine. <laughs> what we're talking about here. This is something completely different. 
and uh-huh. and and he had another guy who was kind of hosting the the uh, the video, and he broke it down for it like using like a football diagram, you know, like a offensive line versus a defensive line, and he says effectively, you know, to help you understand what this thing does, this mRNA thing, is it recodes your immune system to only like this is like hugely significant only go after and he depicted the C19 as X okay so you have a bunch of letters on the screen there you know A B C D E F G you know X Y Z you know all these letters and he said this this rewrites your DNA so that your immune system will only code for fighting X the problem is X is already mutated <laughs> you know right. X is mutated into Y and Z and other things and and so what's going to happen now is you're going to have to get new stuff put in you to code for Y and Z. Basically, they have found a way to patent your immune patent your immune system, such that you know we're already paying for water, we're already paying for air. You know, we uh, we have to fight against food being tampered with, and you know people don't want to. You know, people who try to eat healthy, they'll 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 eat non-GMO food. Well, you are becoming a GMO. You are, right, exactly. and and the company that begins with M and ends with O, that started messing around with seeds and fruit and vegetables and stuff like that, when they changed the code, they patented it, which means they own it, which is why so many farmers are put out of business because all they have to do is send right. some gamoke into the field with some testing thing and say, oh, you got one of our patented seeds in here, and then they, you know, sue the farmer and bankrupt him and take his farm away from him because he had. Well, guess what? When you get you know, God encoded us. Yahuwah encoded us, right? When you put some of this right. new code in you, that's not his. That's theirs, which means they own you. When you become a GMO, people, people need to get this. <laughs> when you become a genetically right. modified organism, you are owned by the company that modified you. Right, right. You have just become a patent you know, of somebody else. And now this new patented code will only code for X. So, mm-hmm. you know, when anything else comes along, common cold, flu, anything else, your your immune system can no longer recognize it. It can't fight it. So what are they going to do? They go, well, they'll have a new one for you to take another jab so you can fight off A, B, and C. You know? Yeah. They, they have found a way to genetically modify you and patent your immune, your immune system. How insidious is that? And these kids that are getting right. these things now at, like, you know, 10, 12 years old, they're screwed. For the rest of their life, they're completely yeah. screwed. Right. Yeah, and people This video is going to get pulled. No. <laughs> this video is about to get pulled. <laughs> right. And, you know, again, we were talking about, um, and we've been talking about this for a long time, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the second coming of the Son of Man, and then you look at the the Book of Giants, uh, part of the Dead Sea Scrolls, it speaks about the miscegenation mm-hmm. of not just humanity and the animals, but also all the plants, that everything was corrupted, um, and you know there was nothing natural or normal. Everything was hybridized. Yeah. Um, all the creatures were... Uh, you know, the genetic experiments of this and that and parts of this and parts of that and everything had corrupted its way so nothing was of the norm and 
what are we doing now? This is exactly where we are again. Uh, it, it's just it, so I, mean, I can't. I'm, I don't even know what to say, dude. I'm like, I just can't. Like, how can anybody think it's a good thing to actually right. rewrite your DNA? Especially right. for something that has a 90% survival rate without it anyway. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. It's just, yeah. I, you know, I I hate to, I don't, I'm not going to say what I'm really thinking. I'm just not going to say <laughs> it. Uh, there's got to be justice, though. There has to, I mean, I, I get eternal judgment and, you know, I... I don't. I don't wish eternal damnation on anybody. I, I want everybody to repent, even if it's the last minute. I hope yeah. you repent. But there better be justice in this life against these yeah. people that are doing this stuff. And, right. Man, you know, I I'm not gonna say that we're dealing with the mark of the beast right now, although more and more evidence seems to be pointing that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. That you know, it may not be this iteration, but you know, I don't know how much the human body can take before it becomes right. completely corrupted such that it's no longer right. redeemable. But, I mean, when the locusts come up out of the bottomless pit, who does it sting? Who do they sting? It stings those who took the mm-hmm. mark. And and for five months, right. and they're going to beg for death, but death's going to flee from them. They're not going to be able to... Them, yeah. This is like... I don't know how much more serious it could possibly be than what we're dealing uh-huh. with right now. Right. Yeah, I know, and uh, people just don't seem to get it. But well, y- you know, this video is probably going to take down because I probably said enough buzzwords already. But um, <laughs> getting back on target here. Uh, speaking of target, uh, wow! It's what you were reading from the legends of the Jews. There, it said that uh, Jacob shot and killed his brother with an arrow. It, it hit him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he saw. Hit the because uh, it was right after you know they came after them. Yeah, uh, they came after Esau, and they were trying to kill him, and uh, you know, because he had made this vow that he was going to kill his brother, um, and they certainly, all of his family and everybody, they came to war. Yeah, I never, I never, I didn't know that it was Jacob himself that that launched the arrows, and um, I guess it must have hit his femoral artery or something. It said it hit him in the thigh, but it was. A fatal wound. Yeah, and then, you know, like um, in the book of Jasher, it talks about how the Esau was contending the burial of um, yeah. their father and that it was one of the the children of Dan. Um, the He was deaf. Uh, and he saw all this, you know, and they were mm. contending and he in that story he kills Esau, um, and for preventing the war against. Uh, I mean, for preventing the burial. That's uh, right. Yeah, it was. His, it wasn't yeah, Jacob so, in the in, in the in the Joshua count. Huh. Right. Yeah. So I wonder where the legends is drawing that story from, because I mean, usually legends yeah, parallels uh, Joshua pretty close. Right. Uh, and the other thing, yeah. That, so I'm not sure, but yeah, there is a different accounting there. The other thing that caught my attention was um, that Eliphaz studied under Isaac. Uh huh. Which I mean, you, you always, I mean, well, God Himself rebukes uh, Eliphaz, uh, Bildad, and uh, yeah. Zophar. He, I mean, he he rebukes them himself. 
but I mean, I think I know I have anyway, have always just kind of viewed these guys like, you know, it's like the three friends of Job were so bad, you know, and, uh-huh. and Job was so good. Um, and yet here's a guy who studied under Isaac. Right. Hmm. Yeah, and he seems to be, you know, one of, because um, there always seems to be some righteous that are even in the right. other, uh, bloodlines. Yeah. And um, how you have prophets, and Eliphaz was certainly of that particular uh, line and a man of wisdom in the same manner that Job was because he was also of the children of Esau. But um, And so, yeah, it is interesting to see that um, they still try to reach out and study and to be righteous in you know the manner of their their cousins and so well you know that that's another interesting point i mean you know I, i've talked about how all of our presidents are related to each other uh, yeah, yeah you know and and in the context of saying that it's all well they're all a bunch of luciferians which pretty much i would say this is true um right uh but you know, I think there there were still some rebels in the group. I mean, you know, uh, Lincoln, maybe JFK. Some might even consider Trump um, as people who made an effort to go against the family. Um, uh-huh. uh, you know, two of them were assassinated, and one of them was just completely marginalized into oblivion. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but my contention on that, you know, that has changed a bit is is like. I got. I don't. I'm sure you're probably the same. Uh, I have plenty of family members who don't agree with me, <laughs> you know, and, and who I don't agree yeah. with myself. So just because we're all related, doesn't right. mean we're all in agreement. Yes. You know, and and that was something I hadn't previously considered. You know, it's only through the events of 2020 that I began to think along those lines. I was like, yeah, just because you're related doesn't mean you're necessarily playing on the same team or in line with everybody else, you know. Right. Um, so anyway, just just food for thought. This <laughs> just popped into my head. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, of course, you know. Um, and now we're all to the to the point that we're trying to learn from each other and to help and assist and empower one another. And uh, yes, there is a bloodline that is wholly dedicated to evil, and that takes blood oath um, to to even you know abuse and um, mentally and emotionally and and even sexually harm their own children. I mean, which is the most god awful thing Hmm. that a parent can do to their own children. And that's the kind of evil that these people are, um, yeah. the the kind of nature that they hold. But certainly, um, you know, we're all still trying to help each other in the best manner that we can, and to not follow in the the footsteps of these uh, these sons of Belial, the children of the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all right, uh, you were. Uh, yeah, I'll finish up this okay. last portion. There's only like a couple pages here. Okay. Um, 
But Abraham stood the test of ten temptations, and thou faintest when but one toucheth thee. When any that was not whole came to thee, thou wouldst console him to the blind. Thou, thou wouldst say, if thou didst build thyself a house, thou wouldst surely put windows in it. And if God had denied thee light, it is but that he may be glorified. Through thee in the day when the eyes of the blind shall be opened. To the deaf thou wouldst say, if thou didst fashion a water pitcher, thou wouldst surely not forget to make ears for it. And if God created thee without hearing, it is but that he may be glorified. Through thee in the day when the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. In such wise thou didst endeavor to console the feeble and the maim, but now it has come unto thee, and thou art troubled. Thou sayest, I am an upright man. What doth he chastise me? But who, I pray thee, ever perish, being innocent? Noah saved from the flood, Abraham from the fiery furnace, Isaac from the slaughtering knife, Jacob from angels, Moses from the sword of Pharaoh, and Israel from the Egyptians that were drowned in the sea. Thus shall all the wicked fare. Job answered Eliphaz and said, Look at thy father Esau. But Eliphaz returned, I have nothing to do with him. The son should not bear the iniquity of the father. Esau will be destroyed because he executed no good deeds, and likewise his dukes will perish. But as for me, I am a prophet, and my message is not unto Esau, but unto thee, to make thee render account of thyself. But God rebuked Eliphaz and said, Thou didst speak harsh words unto my servant Job. Therefore shall Obadiah, one of thy descendants, utter a prophecy of denunciation against thy father's house, the Edomites. Obadiah is in the the book of Obadiah? Uh, Seemingly so, yes. Wow. Yeah, interesting. The concubine of Eliphaz was Timnah, a princess of the royal blood, who had asked to be received into the faith of Abraham and his family. But they all, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, had rejected her. And she said, Rather will I be a maidservant unto the dregs of this nation than a mistress of another nation. And so she was willingly, willing to be concubine to Eliphaz to punish the patriarchs for the affront they had offered her. She was made the mother of Amalek, who inflicted great injury upon Israel. Hmm. Another one of Esau's descendants, Anna, had a most unusual experience. Once when he was pasturing his father's asses in the wilderness, he led them to one of the deserts on the shores of the Red Sea, opposite the wilderness of the nations. And while he was feeding the beasts, A very heavy storm came from the other side of the sea, and the asses could not move. Then about 120 great and terrible animals came out from the wilderness at the other side of the sea, and they all came to the place where the asses were, and they placed themselves there. Mm. From the middle down, these animals were in the shape of a man, and from the middle up, some had the likeness of bears, some of apes, and they all had tails behind them like the tail of the Dukapat, 
from between their shoulders reaching down to the earth. The animals mounted the asses and they rode away with them. And unto this day no eye hath seen them. One of them approached Anna and smote him with its tail and then ran off. When Anna saw all this, he was exceedingly afraid on account of his life, and he fled to the city, where he related all that had happened to him. Many sallied forth to seek the asses, but none could find them. Anna and his brothers went no more to the same place from that day forth, for they were greatly afraid on account of their lives. This Anna was the offspring of an incestuous marriage, his mother was at the same time the mother of his father, Zibion, and as he was born of an unnatural union, so he tried to bring about unnatural unions among animals. What? He was the first to mix the breed of the horse and the ass and to produce the mule. Hmm. As a punishment, God crossed the snake and the lizard, and they brought forth the harbador, harbarbar, harbarbar. whose bite is certain death like the bite of a white she-mule. Never heard of it. The descendants of Esau had eight kings before they reigned any king over the descendants of Jacob. But at a time when the Jews had eight kings during whose reign the Edomites had none and were subject to the Jewish kings, this was the time when they entered between Saul, the first Israelitish king who ruled over Edom, and Jehoshaphat, for Edom did not make itself independent of Jewish rule until the time of Yoram, the son of Jehoshaphat. There was a difference between the kings of Esau's seed and the kings of Jacob's seed. The Jewish people always produced their kings from their own midst, while the Edomites had to go to alien peoples to secure theirs. The first Edomite king, this is the last, was the Aramean Balaam called Bala in his capacity as ruler of Edom. His successor Job called Jobab also came from Bozra and for furnishing Edom with a king this city was to be chastened in the time to come and when God sits in judgment on Edom Bozra will be the first to suffer punishment. The rule of Edom was of short duration while the rule of Israel was be unto all times, for the standard of the Messiah shall wave forever and ever. And that is the end of that book. Wow. So uh, I just did a search for Habarbar, Habarbar the mm -hmm. snake uh, lizard hybrid. I got, lizard, a, yeah. I got a thing on the screen. You know, so this is somebody's version of it I guess uh, uh, you know creative license or whatever but quite a ferocious looking lizard cobra snake kind of thing going on there uh, but wow I mean this so this is the this is the uh, legend of the Jews version of what we read in Joshua a while back with the Yamim right. the Yamim story yes man yeah yeah, so strange. And you know, there's a very significant importance to that particular story because it keeps being brought up and relayed over and over and in 
exact detail. And so, yeah, very interesting. Uh, boy, this is going to send me on an interesting <laughs> little rabbit trail, I think. Because uh, I was just doing some searches on it, and uh, I found a another document online here. Let me see if I can share this. Half flesh and half earth creature in classic rabbinical literature. It's a nine-page. Oh wow! <laughs> document. I'd have to mouse to this half room. This weird stuff, man. I'd never heard of that though. The the and God created it. So as a, it looked like as a consequence for creating the mule. Mm-hmm. That's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe because he was like creating unnatural hybrids with animals made me think of like, um, well, besides the you know. The, genetic tampering but when you can do it you know a natural kind of way and end up with like a liger for instance right tigons ligers mules Mm -hmm. that's uh pretty wild i mean it's just kind of inserted in the text is this little okay meanwhile elsewhere (laughs) yeah (laughs) huh was was there anything else in that uh Legends of the Jews. That, that, is that where it ended on? No, that was the end. Yeah, that was the end of the first book. And uh, next week, you know, uh, I'll go into the story of Joseph, but I'll let you catch up with Jubilees. Or, okay, so uh, we got about a minute before the break. Um, yeah. So, uh, how many books are there for Legends of the Jews? Two. Well, there's four. Four books. Four books. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, so. Yeah, it's pretty thick. How how far down the timeline does it go? I mean, where does it, where does the last book end? All the way through Moshe. All, all the way up to Moses. Yeah, Moshe and the Rod of Wonder and all of that. Wow, and so yeah. it's got four. Wow, what is it? Wow, I mean, we're already up to to the descendants of Esau and going into the Joseph time period in book two. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, because Genesis, we only got a few more chapters left in Genesis before we were in Moses' territory, you know, in the Exodus. Yeah, I've got... um, So it must cover the 400 years, or or, or the 215 years, I should say, 215 years from the time of Moses, or from the time of Joseph going into slavery, probably in Book 2, to the time of Moses. That's 215 years, so... Three books worth of stuff. That's crazy. Extendivite is more than just a heart tonic. Do you have any of these symptoms? Night cramps in the hands and feet. Your arms and legs often go to sleep. On short walks, do your legs get aches and pains? Is your memory worse than it used to be? Ankles that swell late in the day? Has your blood pressure increased lately? If you answered yes to even one of these questions, you may have early warning signs of arterial blockages. Your body is saying that it is time to take Extendivite. 
These are not the normal signs of aging. They are the warning signs that accompany blocked arteries. Get your Extendivite today. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life Your home has needs. It needs a healthy, dry environment all year round. Start by getting rid of the worst air in the basement and crawl space, where the problems begin and make the whole house sick. Introducing the new Smart Wave Ventilation Unit. It has advanced technologies to continuously reduce moisture, mold, and odors, and expel radon, gases, and pollutants. And now, wave units include carbon monoxide detection to automatically expel air at a high rate and send you an alert. It also has an app so you can remotely monitor the conditions. Wave is a comprehensive, maintenance-free, affordable solution that will transform your entire home. Protect your home and family with what it needs. Give it a new smart wave ventilation unit. For more information, call 888-717-WAVE. That's 888-717-WAVE. Or go to dryhealthyhome.com. That's dryhealthyhome.com. Wave Home Solutions for a healthy, comfortable home. Fear is a monster. Fear is the little death. This is Uncle Walt from the Ironworks. Josh, Corey, and I have chosen to look at life with no fear. No fear of the unknown. No fear of questions about the supposedly well-known. No fear of ridicule for thinking outside the familiar fool's lines. No fear of the boot on the neck of those refusing the party line. No fear of taking on those so convinced of their beliefs they would sooner drink the Kool-Aid than believe they've been fools made. In this world filled with me too, cattle think. Can truth's protective layers be peeled back to show the tender, juicy pink? Are we all just grist for the mill? Soul sold against our will, or is that just how it feels? When you're filled to the rim, TVality so fear-filled and grim, break clear of the fear. Right here, Tuesdays and Fridays at 2 a.m. on TFR. Josh and I and you will hammer out the impurities of technology-driven groupthink, fold in a dash of logic, and quench it all with a bit of absurdity. The Ironworks, break clear of the fear. No hate, no hype, no fear. We are EFR, your protection from, from deception. Back on the Revolutionary Radio Project, I'm your host Rob Skiba, and we are in the final half-hour segment of the broadcast, flying by as usual. Um, so, right before the break, you were saying that there are four books in the Legends of the Jews collection, but it only goes up to Moses. I'm like, wow. I mean, we only got a what about a dozen or so chapters left in uh, the Book of Genesis till we get to Moses, and there's 215 years from the time Joseph gets sold into slavery until the time of Moses. So um, for three books to 
cover that period of time, man, that's uh, when one book covered all the time leading up to there. <laughs> right. uh, how big are these yeah, books? Have, are, they, uh, are they large volumes? Uh, they're or? 400 pages each. What? Yeah. And um, I have actually the, you know, the the second um, beginning, the second book up, and it shows, you know, all of what Joseph goes through. And then you have the sons of Jacob, um, the testimony of the 12 patriarchs. Then you have Job, um, and then Moshe in Egypt. Uh, and it also covers, you know, like the period of uh, Deborah and Gibeon and all of that. So, um, But yeah, this one goes all the way to Moshe. Wow. That's and then there's, you know, Solomon and all of that as well. So there's there's a lot of the, the kings in that particular time. Wow, that's that's cool, man. Have, have you yeah, read... it's a really incredible reading. So I, I assume you probably read all of that already, all those three, yeah. four volumes? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I have. That's cool. But it's it's awesome for me to read them over and over. Yeah, have you read have you read them in their entirety on your show? Is there like a playlist or anything? No, no. Uh-uh. Just what we're doing here? Because uh, that, that's a lot. That would be a lot of reading. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, 400 pages, because, you know, depending on the size yeah. of the book. Because uh, it took me, my book's uh, about 400 pages. Uh, it's, uh, what is it called, eight, eight and a half by, or nine, eight and a half by five, I think, something like that is the, mm-hmm. whatever, kind of your standard book. Uh, and it took me eight hours to read that. Right. Yeah, we, and we're talking four volumes of about 400. Some are a little bit more than 400 plus pages. So yeah. it's about 1,600 pages and, wow. um, you know, extra biblical detail. and So, cool. yeah, lots of information. All right. Uh, I'm pretty sure I read up to Chapter 35 in Jubilees. So I'll pick up in... Chapter 36 here. Okay. Uh, And in the sixth year of this week, Isaac called his two sons, Esau and Jacob, and they came to him. And he said unto them, My sons, I am going the way of my fathers to the eternal house where my fathers are. Wherefore, bury me near Abraham my father in the double cave in the field of Ephron the Hittite, where Abraham purchased a sepulcher to bury in. In the sepulchre which I digged for myself, there bury me. And this I command you, my sons, that you practice righteousness and uprightness on the earth, so that the Lord may bring upon you all the Lord said he would do to Abraham and to his seed. Uh, So this is is Isaac. So That's just crazy to me to think Eliphaz studied under Isaac. Man. And uh, love one another, my sons, your brothers as a man who loves his own soul and let each seek in what he may benefit his brother and act together on the earth and let them love each other as their own souls and concerning the question of idols I command and admonish you to reject them and hate them and love them not for they are full of deception for those that worship them and for those that bow down to them so this might be a little bit of insight on the Job story the testament of Job 
mm-hmm. how yes. you know his, his story was very similar to Abraham and uh, how right. we saw that you know he was a king but he was realizing there's no profit in idols in fact it brings a curse on the people and he's like I've got to yeah. I got to so you know maybe he you know it, obviously he wasn't going the way of his ancestor Esau right that um, you know he may have like Eliphaz may have gotten something from um, from Isaac here because he makes a specific so, commandment here. Yeah, in the same way that you know Shem also taught uh, Abimelech. Mm, yeah. And, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Remember, you, my sons, the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and how I too worshipped him and served him in righteousness and in joy, that he might multiply you and increase your seed as the stars of heaven in multitude and establish you on the earth as the plant of righteousness, which will not be rooted out unto all the generations forever. And now I make you swear a great oath, for there is no oath which is greater than it by the name glorious and honored and great and splendid and wonderful and mighty, which created the heavens and the earth and all things together, that ye will fear and worship him, and that each will love his brother with affection and righteousness, and that neither will desire evil against his brother from henceforth forever all the days of your life, so that you may prosper in all your deeds and not be destroyed. And if either of you devises evil against his brother, know that from henceforth everyone that devises evil against his brother shall fall into his hand and shall be rooted out of the land of the living, and his seed shall be destroyed from under heaven. But on the day of turbulence and execration and indignation and anger with flaming devouring fire as he burnt Sodom, so likewise will he burn his hand, his land and his city and all that is his, and he shall be blotted out of the book of the discipline of the children of men and not be recorded in the book of life but in that which is appointed to destruction. And he shall depart into eternal execration, so that their condemnation may be always renewed in hate and in execration and in wrath and in torment and in indignation and in plagues and in disease forever. I say and testify to you, my sons, according to the judgment which shall come upon the man who wishes to injure his brother. And he divided all his possessions between the two on that day, and he gave the larger portion to him that was the firstborn, and the tower, and all that was about it, and all that Abraham possessed at the well of the oath. And he said, This larger portion I will give to the firstborn. And Esau said, I have sold to Jacob and given my birthright to Jacob, to him let it be given, and I have not a single word to say regarding it, for it is his. And Isaac said, May a blessing rest upon you, may my sons, and upon your seed this day. For ye have given me rest, and my heart is not pained concerning the birthright, lest thou shouldest work wickedness on account of it. May the Most High God bless the man that worketh righteousness and his seed forever. And he ended, commanded them, and blessing them, and they eat and drank together before him. And he rejoiced because there was one mind between them. And they went forth from him and rested that day and slept. And Isaac slept on his bed that day rejoicing, and he slept the eternal sleep, and died 180 years old. And he completed 25 weeks and five years, and his two sons Esau and Jacob buried him. And Esau went to the land of Edom, to the mountains of Seir, and dwelt there. And Jacob dwelt on the mountains of Hebron, 
in the tower of the land of the sojournings of his father Abraham. And he worshiped the Lord with all his heart and according to the visible commands, according as he had divided the days of his generations. And Leah, his wife, died in the fourth year of the second week of the 45th Jubilee. And he buried her in the double cave near Rebekah, his mother, to the left of the grave of Sarah, his father's mother. And all her sons and her his sons came to mourn over Leah, his wife, with him, to comfort him regarding her, for he was lamenting her for the love for he loved her exceedingly after Rachel, her sister, died. Well, that's good. So she finally got some love <laughs> toward the end there, I guess. For she was perfect, upright, perfect. For she was perfect and upright in all her ways and honored Jacob and all the days that she lived with him did not he did not hear from her mouth a harsh word for she was gentle and peaceable and upright and honorable and he remembered all her deeds which she had done during her life and he lamented her exceedingly for he loved her with all his heart and with all his soul that's good she finally got it that's that's cool you don't really get that in Genesis she just seems like totally dissed but that's, right. that's a good well I mean she she did give him a lot of children so yeah she did but you know he, she appeared to be a you know a really good woman you know even though he's more attracted to Rachel right. chapter 37 and on the day that Isaac the father of Jacob and Esau died the sons of Esau heard that Isaac had given the portion of the elder to his younger son Jacob and they were very angry and they strove with their father, saying, Why has thy father given Jacob the portion of the elder, and passed over thee, although thou art the elder, and Jacob the younger? And he said unto them, Because I sold my birthright to Jacob for a small mess of lentils. And on the day my father sent me to hunt and catch and bring him something that he should eat and bless me, he came and got with guile and brought my father food and drink. And my father blessed him and put me under his hand. And now our father has caused us to swear, me and him, that we shall not mutually devise evil, either against his brother, and that we shall continue in love and in peace, each with his brother, and not make our ways corrupt. And they said unto him, We shall not hearken unto thee to make peace with him, for our strength is greater than his strength, and we are more powerful than he. We shall go against him and slay him and destroy him and his sons. And if thou wilt not go with us, we shall do hurt to thee also. And now hearken unto us, let us send to Aram and Philistia and Moab and Ammon, and let us choose for ourselves chosen men who are ardent for battle, and let us go against him and do battle with him, and let us exterminate him from the earth before he grows strong. And the father said unto them, Do not go and do not make war with him, lest ye fall before him. And they said unto him, This too is exactly thy mode of action from thy youth unto this day. And thou art putting thy neck under his yoke, and shall not hearken to these words. And they sent, we shall not hearken to these words. And they sent to Aram and to Adurim, to the friend of their father. And they hired along with them 1,000 fighting men, chosen men of war. And there came to them from Moab and from the children of Ammon, those who were hired, 1,000 chosen men, and from Philistia, 1,000 chosen men of war, and from Edom, and from the Horites, 1,000 chosen fighting men, and from the Kittim, mighty men of war. And they said unto their father, Go forth with them, and lead them, else we shall slay thee. 
And he was filled with wrath and indignation on seeing that his sons were forcing him to go before them to lead them against Jacob his brother. And, but afterward he remembered all the evil which lay hidden in his heart against Jacob his brother. And he remembered not the oath which he had sworn to his father and to his mother that he would devise no evil all his days against Jacob his brother. And notwithstanding all this, Jacob knew not that they were coming against him to battle. And he was mourning for Leah his wife until they approached very near to the tower with four thousand warriors and chosen men of war. And the men of Hebron sent to him, saying, Behold, thy brother has come against thee to fight thee with four thousand girt with the sword. And they carry shields and weapons, for they loved Jacob more than Esau. So they told him, for Jacob was more liberal and merciful, uh, a more liberal and merciful man than Esau. But Jacob would not believe until they came very near to the tower. And he closed the gates of the tower, and he stood on the battlements and spake to his brother Esau and said, Noble is the comfort wherewith thou hast come to comfort me for my wife who has died. Is this the oath that thou didst swear to thy father and again to thy mother before they died? Thou hast broken the oath, and on the moment that thou didst swear to thy father wast thou commanded. And then Esau answered and said unto him, Neither the children of men nor the beasts of the earth have any oath of righteousness, which in swearing they have sworn an oath valid forever. But every day they devise evil one against another, and how each may slay his adversary and foe. And thou dost hate me and my children forever, and there is no observing the tie of brotherhood with thee. Hear these words which I declare unto thee, if the boar can change its skin and make its bristles as soft as wool, or if it can cause horns to sprout forth on its head like the horns of a stag or of a sheep, then I will observe the tie of brotherhood with thee. And if the beasts separated themselves from their mother, for thou hast not been a brother to me. And if the wolves make peace with the lambs, so as not to devour or do them violence, and if their hearts are towards them for good, then there shall be peace in my heart towards thee. That's the reason why the wolf and the lamb lay down together in Isaiah 65. Prior to Israel being gathered together in Isaiah 66. And if the lion becomes the friend of the ox and makes peace with him, and if he is bound under one yoke with him and plows with him, then will I make peace with thee. And when the raven come, becomes white as the raza, and then know that I have loved thee and shall make peace with thee, thou shalt be rooted out and thy son shall be rooted out and there shall be no peace for thee. And when Jacob saw that he was so evilly disposed towards him with his heart and with all his soul to slay him, and that he had come springing like the wild boar, which comes upon the spear that pierces and kills it and recoils not from it, then he spake to his own and to his servants that they should attack him and all his companions. Chapter 38. And after that Judah spake to Jacob his father and said unto him, Bend thy bow, father, and send forth thy arrows, and cast down the adversary, and slay the enemy. And mayest thou have the power, for we shall not slay thy brother, for he is such as thou, and he is like thee. Let us give him this honor. Then Jacob bent his bow, and sent forth the arrow, and struck Esau, his brother, on his right breast, and slew him. So, uh... So the legends of the Jews must be taking some of it from this, although it says it struck him in the right yeah. breast. It says thigh, 
um, which right. would make more sense. I mean, I, I find it, unless he really got an artery in the thigh, it would be hard for me to believe that that would be a mortal wound as opposed to catch him in the lungs here in the right breast. <laughs> right. Um, and after, and again, he sent forth an arrow and struck Adoran and Aramean on the left breast and struck him backward and slew him. And then sent forth the son, sons of Jacob, they and their servants dividing themselves into companies on the four sides of the tower. And Judah went forth in front and Naphtali and Gad with him and 50 servants with him on the south side of the tower. And they slew all they found before them. And not one individual of them escaped. And Levi and Dan and Asher went forth on the east of the tower and 50 men with them. And they slew the fighting men of Moab and Ammon. And Reuben and Issachar and Zebulun went forth on the north side of the tower and 50 men with them. And they slew the fighting men of the Philistines. And Simeon and Benjamin and Enoch, Reuben's son, went forth on the west side of the tower and 50 men with them. And they slew Edom and of the Horites, 400 men, stout warriors, likely giants, and 600 fled. And four of the sons of Esau fled with them and left their father lying slain as he had fallen on the hill, which is in Adurum. I didn't know uh, uh, Reuben had a son named Enoch. That's interesting. And the sons of Jacob pursued after them to the mountains of Seir. And Jacob buried his brother on the hill, which is in Adurum, and he returned to his house. And the sons of Jacob pressed hard upon the sons of Esau in the mountains of Seir and bowed their necks so that they became servants of the sons of Jacob. And they sent to their father to inquire whether they should make peace with them or slay them. And Jacob sent word to his sons that they should make peace. And they made peace with them and placed the yoke of servitude upon them so that they paid tribute to Jacob and to his sons always. And they continued to pay tribute to Jacob until the day that he went down into Egypt. And the sons of Edom have not got quit of the yoke of servitude, which the twelve sons of Jacob had imposed on them until this day. And these are the kings which reigned in Edom before there reigned any king over the children of Israel unto this day in the land of Edom. And Balak, the son of Beor, reigned in Edom, and the name of his city was Danabah. And Balak died, and Jobab, the son of Zerah of Bozer, reigned in his stead. And Jobab died, and Asam of the land of Timon reigned in his stead. And Asam died, and Adath, the son of Berad, who slew Midian in the field of Moab, reigned in his stead, and the name of his city was Avath. And Adath died, and Salman from Amasaka reigned in his stead. And Salman died, and Saul of Raboth by the river reigned in his stead. And Saul died, and Baal-Belunan, son of Akbar, reigned in his stead and that dude with the B name and the son of Akward died and Adath reigned in his stead and the name of his wife was Metabith and the daughter of Matarat the daughter of Metabidzaab these are the kings who reigned in the land of Edom five minutes chapter 39 
And Jacob dwelt in the land of his father's sojournings in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. And Joseph was 17 years old when they took him into the land of Egypt. And Potiphar, an eunuch of Pharaoh, the chief cook, bought him. And he set Joseph over all his house. And the blessings, blessing of the Lord came upon the house of the Egyptian on account of Joseph. And the Lord prospered him in all that he did. And the Egyptian committed everything into the hands of Joseph, for he saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord prospered him in all that he did. And Joseph's appearance was comely, and very beautiful was his appearance. And his master's wife lifted up her eyes and saw Joseph, and she loved him and besought him to lie with her. And he did not surrender his soul. And he remembered the Lord and the words which Jacob his father used to read from amongst the words of Abraham, that no man should commit fornication with a woman who has a husband that for him the punishment of death has been ordained in the heavens before the Most High God, and the sin will be recorded against him in the eternal books continually before the Lord. And Joseph remembered these words and refused to lie with her. And he besought him, and she besought him for a year, but he refused and would not listen. But she remembered him, or but she embraced him and held him fast in the house in order to force him to lie with her, and closed the doors of the house and held him fast. But he left his garment in her hands and broke through the door and fled without from her presence. And the woman saw that she would, he would not lie with her, and she calumniated him in the presence of his Lord, saying, Thy Hebrew servant, whom thou lovest, sought to force me so that he might lie with me. And it came to pass, when I lifted up my voice, that he fled and left his garment in my hands, and I beheld him, and he brake through the door. And the Egyptians saw the garment of Joseph and the broken door, and he heard the words of his wife, and cast Joseph into prison, into the place where the prisoners were kept, whom the king imprisoned. And he was there in the prison, and the Lord gave Joseph favor in the sight of the chief of the prison guards, and compassion before him, for he saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper. And he committed all things into his hands. And the chief of the prison guards knew of nothing that was with him, for Joseph did everything, and the Lord perfected it. And he remained there two years. And in the days, and in those days Pharaoh king of Egypt was wroth against his two eunuchs, against his chief butler and against the chief baker. And he put them in ward in the house of the chief cook, in the prison where Joseph was kept. And the chief of the prison guards appointed Joseph to serve them, and he served before them. And they both dreamed a dream, the chief butler and the chief baker, and they told it to Joseph. And as he interpreted to them, so it befell them. And Pharaoh restored the chief butler to his office, and the chief baker he slew, as Joseph had interpreted to them. But the chief butler forgot Joseph in the prison, although he had informed him that he would be what would befall him and did not remember to inform Pharaoh how Joseph had told him, for he forgot. And that gets us caught up. I think we're caught up in everything now. Awesome. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, then on my show, or no, on your show next week, uh, we'll pick up in uh, Genesis. Uh, what is it? Genesis chapter 40? Yep. Cause, uh, yeah. It's Genesis 40 that gives us the story of the, the baker and the... Right. The other guy. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got about a minute, less, a minute left. Did anything stand out 
to you on any of that? Well, just, uh, you know, all of these side accounts and parallel accounts are very interesting to consider. And even in the the story of Jasher, uh, we have two different accountings for the murder, you know, or the killing of Esau um, and coming after his brother. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, other than thigh versus chest, you know, maybe it was a typo or something. There, but it's interesting that Genesis omits that though that 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 we find this account in Joshua Jubilee's Legends of the Jews and you know presumably in other accounts that it's not mentioned in it wasn't even in the Targum uh, or was it was it in the Targum uh, in the Targum it was um, where Jacob was coming to be buried um, it makes mention of that story there right. Um, yeah, where, you know, he's coming down. Uh, Joseph brings his father um, with a huge retinue. And then Esau is challenging. Um, and then he brings up the paperwork. Naphtali runs back and gets the, oh, the paperwork right. that he had signed on the, you know, giving up the cave of Machpelah and uh, the birthright and all of that. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Looks like that's it for tonight. Thanks so much, Zen, and thank you guys for listening. We'll see you back next week on the Revolutionary Radio Project. Good night, everybody. Good night, all. Be blessed.